Health and Beauty Podcast. I'm really grateful that you are spending some time listening in, whether you're folding laundry or cooking or making some coffee or cacao maybe. This is something I'm really enjoying doing and I haven't spoken so deeply about what I did um, the last time I sort of dipped my toe in the wellness self-development world, but today I'm talking with a really amazing coach and I hinted a little bit on my past as a coach and so I just think I'm going to talk a little bit about, yeah, about why this This work feels so nourishing to me and also where there's some vulnerability that comes up. Um, And also I I say it to Kelsey in in the interview and I've said it to her off the microphone as well, but she's really an example of the beauty of the coaching world, of people who... You know, my brother's another example, people who really feel called to service in a pure way and are lit up by what they are doing. And I, a couple years ago, I believe it was a year after I graduated from college, I studied psychology and um, positive psychology, which is kind of the field of coaching, is how do we get from zero to the plus, right? So instead of dealing with different types of neuroses and personality disorders and even depression, how when when we're just sort of okay, how do we get from there to thriving? That's really what coaching deals with um, in general. And yeah, so I I always, well, I didn't always know, I would say, there was sort of a break in my authenticity when I was a child where when I was little and before some big, you know, um, yeah, I would say traumatic life events occurred, I always wanted to be an actress and my favorite thing to do would be to set up, I had actually, I was so into it that my parents bought this like little mini stage for me and they would have to sit down and be very, very quiet and then I would put on different plays for them and before my little brother was born it was like all eyes on me all the time I would like quote unquote play on the piano and my grandpa and my dad and my uncles um, in the states would like give me scenarios to act out and and really sort of fostered this like budding actress in me. Um, I loved dancing. So it was all about performance, really. It was like being this shiny performer. And I really think that while we generally look at like psychologists and, um, you know, healers, Reiki healers, health coaches, like as, as if these are the people that are the biggest healers because they're doing it in a direct way. You know, in the past few years when I have dealt with like chronic fatigue and just spent a lot of time in bed and on the couch, um, which is something I think I'll go into 
in a later episode when I feel ready, but I, I, I dealt with, you know, real chronic health issues for, for a few years. Um, some of the most healing medicine for me was entertainment and sometimes it was podcasts and then other times it was like really good shows and stand-up comics and people who do feel a call to be entertainers and yeah I think I've always looked at this as something that's like selfish and you want attention and and um you want to be like you know wanting to be famous and my Chiron, which is the planet of the wounded healer, so it points to the part in our birth chart, um, in our astrology that is our biggest wounding. My Chiron is in Leo, and Leo is that performer. It's that shiny center of attention, and all of this to say, there was like a break in my in my childhood where I felt like I. I was a bit parentified, so I felt like I wanted to be the parent to adults in my life and I wanted to be the caregiver and really like when you're a child and you and you become the healer, the caregiver, it, it is to have a semblance of control, it's to create your own safety because if you feel that you feel like you're caring for your caregivers, that will make them happy and thus you will be safe, right? So it's never a selfless selfless thing. Um, and so when that break happened for me, which was really quite young, I remember suddenly saying, I wanna be a psychologist. And I was really little, so this word psychologist was like mispronounced and it was just kind of a funny thing for a kid to say. Um, and then that became my life my life's path and this was something I had forgotten about but um in this in this process of excavation and healing and returning to my to my truest self that I've that I've been on for many years most intensely in the last I would say five years I had this memory um and but basically it was so unconscious that I went through school always on the on the track to wanting to become a therapist and I yeah I did my undergrad in psychology and I was on my way to doing a master's and and really wanting to take that whole route to becoming just a therapist social worker um and but during this time particularly after after high school I had some health crises that came up particularly with having like really bad acne and just looking at the fact that I had had such low energy for most of my life and yeah it didn't feel like I was like vibrantly thriving and that led into my first like I dipped my toes into Ayurveda which then led into so much you know work in in the holistic health space um I studied, well, I, I felt like I was mentored by my boss at a gluten-free, mostly vegan um, bakery called Wildflowers, which will always hold such a special place in my heart. Um, Carolyn, if you're listening, this is you that I'm talking about. Um, it's also where I worked with my best friend, Becca, and met so many wonderful people and really like developed this love for working in coffee shops and bakeries, which is funnily enough, almost a decade later, what I'm doing now, again, um, 
but anyway, so I, I decided that like health was so imperative to, to healing the psyche, like the founder of the, um, of IIN, the school where I became a holistic health coach who said like he would sit with people want, you know, originally in his original practice, it was just regular coaching. And he noticed they'd be like shaking their leg or having brain fog or fatigue or anxiety. And he, he started to want to ask them, well, what do you eat in a day? You know? And then he started really focusing on food. Um, and so, yeah, so I became a health coach and it was kind of going like, you know, it was, it was building up slowly. And, um, because I had this real, this like codependent need for, for people to be well, like I felt like it was really my responsibility in this like savior complex to, yeah, for, to heal people really like playing God sort of, you know? And so, yeah, so that led into like, you know, part-time holistic health coaching. And then in the summer of 2017, I started having like really wild dreams. And I would even say like visions and just this, this really, I, it was like a very sudden awakening. Um, I would wake up. I remember I woke up in the middle of the night and there was just like a giant, uh, dragonfly in my room that I could see. And I was like, I was fully awake. Um, and then I went back to sleep cause I was so freaked out. But, but those sort of things where I would say generally like my, intuition is a softer one of like clear cognizance and just having different knowings. Um, but this was really, it really rocked me and I had just wild, wild dreams, very vivid. And I had a dream one night where the, basically when I woke up, I was like, all right, like no more just doing this health coaching as a, as a part-time thing. Like I need this to be my full-time job. I, I have a very big message I need to spread. I need to awaken people to their health, like at the collective level, like this is going to save the world kind of thing. And I think in my messaging, like in my writing, um, my posts on Facebook back then, it was like basically like an aligned spine because I'm also a yoga teacher um, and a healthy gut like will lead us to a consciousness where we're all we're peaceful inside and that will lead to peace in the world and, and we'll basically have heaven on earth. Like that was, that was the message. And yeah, so it did, it started from a really, you know, from this real place of really, really wanting to be of service. And then I like entered the Facebook world of spiritual business babes in Facebook groups and I'm like, oh wow, like these people are making, having like six figure months and this is like a whole new thing. And you know, if I want to, if I want to do this full time, I need to be making a good amount of money. But also the money aspect for me was again, this like very codependent, like I'm going to make so much money so I can give it to my family. That was really my goal. So like, I'm going to like, buy my parents' houses and retire them and 
like make sure my brother is a full-time musician, whatever it was, it was, it was that. And then of course, like for me as well to live this luxurious lifetime, but uh, lifestyle, but it was that this urgency was from this place of like needing to save people. And, um, so of course there was a lot of stress there and that sort of, my belief was that things have to be urgent. And so that was what I attracted in my first business coach. She basically, um, she asked for my credit card details over the, on the call and was like, or not my credit card details. She asked exactly how much I had in my bank account and her program was four times what I had in my bank account from being a very careful, responsible saver. Um, you know, working for, I would say like at that point it was actually a decade exactly working in food service and, and saving. Um, and she's like, we're gonna, yeah, you gotta go all in. You like, you're gonna sign up now and you're gonna make the money to pay it off. And I signed a contract that was like, this is a non-refundable program, which is, you know, how many, how it works a lot of times in the coaching world. Um, and you know, that was how I ended up working. So I was like, oh wow, like this woman can sue me if I don't pay the full amount that I owe her, even though I was paying it in monthly increments. But anyway, it became this like all in hustle. And I am one capable, capable girl. I am a Capricorn. I have a lot of survivor in me. I have my grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. Um, my matrilineal, my like the the women, the mother, my mother's side of women have always been, um, from a survival place, like always sorted things out and, and, um, yeah, made ends meet. And so not only did I pay her back, but I, I signed a bunch of clients and, you know, made more than I owed her really quickly. She's actually said that the the growth that I was having was like unlike anything she'd actually seen. Um, yeah, and it happened really quickly. And I, I think one part of it was I didn't have the like my nervous system wasn't prepared to handle that level of wealth coming in so quickly. But I also feel, and I really beat myself up about that. I think if anyone has done like personal development work, sometimes we look at like our blocks and woundings, and then like it's like it's not enough that there's a struggle we struggle with the struggle we put ourselves down for having these different blocks and like oh why do I have so many limiting beliefs you know which of course is not helpful um but I think it was also just the fact that I wasn't really meant to be a healer and I became again that codependency showed up with my clients where I needed to ensure that they would get the most amazing results regardless of what you know like they had their own paths they had the, their own things that they were doing they had their own timelines but like i needed to make sure they were getting the most incredible results and i burned out hard and i feel like in many ways until i started this project i was traumatized from working in the wellness world um feeling this need to help people and ensure that they were getting these amazing results and also just charging people like a lot a lot of money that you can look at things 
you know, in a way of like, yeah, of course you can manifest a ton of money. And I truly believe that. And sometimes it takes a little time and it takes some healing and, and to force someone or to kind of coerce someone to spend, yeah, $20,000 like I spent with my coach um, when they're used to making $10 an hour. And, you know, and I was charging I think my programs were like started at like $5,000 for three months and then moved up to like $4,000 a month. And I did really, I did help people. I really, I mean, I used my skills and I, I used a lot of intuition, but also like, yeah, it felt, it, it ultimately felt icky. It, it started to feel icky. Um, and so, yeah, so the burnout and the self-discovery has been a long process of just uprooting so many things, like uprooting the need to be a healer and, and remembering that, oh yeah, I used to just want to be like my shiny self, you know, and be an entertainer and bring, have fun and and have people you know be part of that fun so all of that to say 17 minutes later I no longer have anything against the coaching world because I think a lot of what I had against it was my own shadow of how I behaved when I was a coach and I'm so happy to not be a coach anymore and I'm so happy that I can bring information that I feel should be free to your ears for free. And today I speak to someone who truly is an incredible life coach. It is her nature. We met online and we spoke on Zoom for the first time. And she just has a deep curiosity. She asks incredible questions. She is patient. She is Kelsey Greenwood, life coach. Um, She is a a co-host of a podcast called Sacred Rebels. And yeah, she is a freedom life coach. So she works one-on-one with women particularly who deal with things like burnout and perfectionism and she helps us connect to our inner child and you'll learn more about her and her her very intense journey which i really relate to it's i won't give away too much now but she had a health crisis in her 20s like i did and really got, I would say, like dragged into the underworld of desperation. Um, she says something in this where she said she feels like the health crisis was a curse, like she was cursed. And, you know, I heard that when we were speaking. And then when I listened to it again, it really hit me because those are the words I've used. Um, And I don't talk about my journey with healing so much because my belief right now really is that I am more comfortable sharing scars than open wounds. Um, I no longer feel called to, yeah, to share something that still feels unhealed. Um, But I will say that I have been dealing with 
with a, an issue with my body and with healing and I've used the word like I just feel like there's a curse on me I've used that in therapy and she's on the other side of it and she feels like it was the best thing to happen to her um, and brought her so much into alignment with her purpose and yeah I just I recommend really sitting with this podcast maybe doing it when you're like making yourself a cup of tea or rubbing your feet after a long day or have your legs up the wall or making yourself dinner um this is another one of those where it's like two um two wandering souls just connecting over having sort of unique experiences compared to like the mainstream like the the typical 20s like we talk about um and that's all i'll say for now i hope you really enjoy the interview before we hop into the full episode i'm just going to share some of my favorites and lighten lighten the mood up a little because yeah, that really, I'm letting this podcast flow and become what it's meant to, but the real purpose of the podcast is to focus on products and food and wellness practices and just like the little things, like I say a time and time again, because right now at this season in my life, like that's what's lighting me up, like having these like delicious skincare products and beverages and elixirs and audiobooks and shows so i'll just share some of my favorite things right now um i was so delighted to find out that i could find one of my favorite um organic skin and hair care lines from the states here in denmark um it's called john masters organics i used to buy it at wild by nature and like i've spoken about before like some of these products they do not have like influencers behind them they don't have like really incredible instagram pages but they're just like the products that you get at whole foods or your local little health food store and they are so incredible they have such potent ingredients they are at a really great price point i would say it's like sort of like those drugstore makeup items that are amazing only these are made like in a non-toxic way so john masters organics rosemary and arnica body milk go out and buy it it is so lovely you can get it at a health food store you can find it online and just took a smell again i mixed that with my favorite oil from my favorite essential oil from volant which is a scandinavian organic line um but i believe you can get it anywhere first of all really beautiful packaging it's like this lovely like creamy beige color with brown writing i used to buy um doTERRA oils and I stopped just because I did not like their branding. I did not like the bottles, but this goes with like the whole white and beige um, theme of my apartment. So yeah, this is the sleep blend. It is lavender, frankincense, Roman chamomile, and palma rosa. And I mix that in with the Arnica body milk and it's on my hands. 
I wish you could smell it. It's so lovely. Um, I've also been loving reading, um, they tend to all be based in London, rom-coms. I don't think that's so strange because my favorite movie and book is Bridget Jones' Diary. Um, and yeah, I've been reading really, really lovely books. I most recently finished one called Pretending, and that was so lovely. Um, and then I'm getting into Marianne Keys. So I've already listened to Lucy. Lucy is getting married, I believe it's called. Um, but I just found a bunch of her books and they're just really hilarious. Um, most of them are set in Ireland, some in London, like I said. And yeah, just that good, dry, deadpan humor with the romance in it, the self-deprecation. It's just everything I look for in a movie or book. Um, yeah, so those are my favorite things right now. I also just started experimenting with Alexis Smart flower remedies. So they are just the essences of flowers. It's homeopathy. And yeah, I noticed lately that most of the things I'm taking pictures of are flowers. And I have um, this like deck that I have um, for divination. It's all flowers. I might actually start pulling cards at the start of some of these um, podcasts. We'll see. But anyway, let's hop into the podcast. That was a really long intro. Let me know if you enjoy these long intros where I just talk and talk and talk and flow. Um, None of them are planned. I have no notes for these or generally I have a little bit of an outline for um, my interviews, but I like I like for the podcast and the conversation to just flow. So with all of that being said, I hope you enjoy this conversation with me and Kelsey. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I just love how cozy this podcast is. It's like just it's so mellow and I love that because sometimes you just want to listen to a chill podcast you know that's that thank you for like seeing that because that is I feel like every podcast has a different spirit and for me this was like sometimes you just need the fluff sometimes you really need the depth and I think it's like inevitable that we'll get some depth on this episode and when I speak to a lot of like really deep thinkers and feelers but it's also just like those little things like when you want to watch a rom-com or those skincare videos on YouTube like you need like you said like the mellowness and the simplicity sometimes I think so true and it's kind of like you're able to just like switch something off in your brain differently I love podcasts and YouTube videos and just like Instagram accounts that are super educational too but it's like This is my new podcast jam when I'm like, you know, I just want something on while I'm eating a nice meal, you know, that's not going to trigger or elicit any strong emotions, just feel cozy and comfortable and like in the room with you. Oh, I love that. And I'm yeah, I'm very excited to, to share you and also to like, I think it's beautiful to share like, because this is the second time we've spoken, Mm -hmm. but just to with the world that you can like meet a soul sister online and like just have a, a, sort of an instant connection like you and I actually 
guessed one another's astrology on the first guess. Yes, we did. <laughs> we did. It is such a, like a soul connection, you know, and, and that's what I really think is cool about social media is just, of course, with everything, it's a double-edged sword, right? But it's, it's all about our intention going into it. And, um, you know, for me, Instagram has been a really incredible platform to connect mm-hmm. with more soul tribe and soul family like you. Mm, I love that. And you work fully online, right? Yes, I do. Do you want to just tell the audience a little bit about what you do? Yes. So I am a life coach, a women's life coach. I help women, particularly the people pleasers and the nurturers, break through this feeling of burnout and just dissatisfaction and create a life that actually feels free. So um, with that, some of the work that I do in my coaching containers is we really work on building confidence and trust, uh, also a deeper understanding of self and just patterns and strengths. Um, So my clients can really fully step into their authentic self. We work on boundaries. And another big thing that comes up is work-life balance. So yeah, I love what I do. I am super grateful to just be in this role and be helping the collective overall. Yes. I really, you know, we actually didn't get to talk about it the last and first time we spoke, but I was in the coaching industry for a bit and you meet all kinds of people with like very mixed intentions. And I have worked with business coaches. um, And I had one who was like, just truly you could see like was in it with such love for like wanting to help people, not just like making, making the six figs in your first month, like, which is money is wonderful, but you can feel the intention. And I just felt that with you when we spoke like this deep curiosity and like really powerful listening, which is often like what we need most is someone who's so deeply present and curious about you and asks like, awesome questions you know sometimes that's all thank you so much I received that yes I I'm deeply passionate about this and something that I often say is um this inner work this inner healing work didn't just change my life years ago but it really felt like it saved my life um Mm -hmm. I was in a really really dark place just struggling with chronic pain and really going inward um shifted completely the trajectory of my life so I am super grateful to be in this role and a thousand percent passionate about what I do Mm, I can feel that I love as much as you know this is mostly like the light and fluffy but I would love to hear just like a bit more about that about like how yeah what what you felt like kind of saved you from that darkness what your maybe your first step in was just a little bit more about the journey and um, yeah. And where you are today in relation to that healing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'd love to go into that. Um, Usually when I look back on, you know, just how my journey has progressed, where it started, where it is now, something, a way I like to describe it is like it started in the physical and then it kind of moved into the mental and then the emotional body and then manifested into this spiritual journey uh, that I now live in my everyday life. Um, so to start, 
with the physical aspect of it, I was a big fitness junkie. This was like probably, gosh, like five years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a big fitness junkie. I just was caught up in in the fitness industry. I was over exercising. I became really obsessed with food. That led to uh, restriction as well. Um, and I also, while over exercising and just being obsessed with, you know, how I'm looking and what my body looks like and, you know, counting calories and macros simultaneously, I became a really addicted to my work. And I was working in a startup uh, with a startup company at the time, which is just a hustle industry. And so I was overworking physically uh, in my personal life and then also my work life. And it's no coincidence, this manifested as IBS, major brain fog, and just fatigue. I mean, I remember there were days where I would wake up and I would get out of bed and it physically felt hard to put like one foot in front of the other after a full night of sleep. So it was just exhausting. You know, I was, my body was telling me like, Hey, we are burnt. We are done. So then go ahead. Yeah. No, you were, you were 21 then you're 26 now. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like when actually how old I was, that was in college. I graduated in 2017. It's 2022. Do you ever feel like you're just losing sense of time? (laughs) There's no to time. It's not real, but no, it's, it's real, especially lately. Yeah. 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 So that was, um, yeah, that was around 21. Um, so I was 21 years old. I was just overworking. I was experiencing these physical, uh, just physical dysregulation in my body. And Mm. this sparked an interest to, you know, move more into like self-development work. And this is kind of where I transitioned into like more of the mental and mindset work of things. So Mm. I started meditating. I started listening to podcasts um, and reading more. And I remember when I was listening to podcasts, like I, I felt this spark, this calling for more. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know which direction I was going, but I just felt inspired. Um, and then I started, you know, getting into journaling a little bit. It was more of like the fluffy journaling gratitude and just simple things. Um, and then eventually I moved into the emotional body. So this is kind of when, you know, I was doing the self-development work. I was trying to, I became hyper-focused on like these physical manifestations, particularly the IBS. It just was affecting me on a day-to-day basis and, um, found myself in a really, really just dark place. Like I had tried so many different modalities, um, you know, doctors, tests. I had a colonoscopy done at 22 years old. They found nothing, you know, it's just diets and supplements. It was like one thing after the other. And then I discovered inner child healing work and it truly was divine timing. And this is really what led to, uh, my big breakthrough. And when I turned inward and stopped seeking all these answers outside of me, you know, from this desperate place, I turned inward and I started to learn how to process suppressed emotions from my past. Mm. And this is literally what liberated me and like catapulted me into the reason that I do what I do today in coaching with my clients. And it's all about emotional alchemy. And so 
Um, after I experienced massive breakthrough from that, I was like, wow, like I came to earth to learn about my emotional body. Like this is the work I'm supposed to be in. And this just catapulted me into a, a spiritual journey too. And, um, you know, for a while when I was dealing with all of the physical issues, there was a time where I just, I grew away from spirit and I, I just didn't know if I really believed in a God. Um, you know, I felt like life was happening. Life was against me. That's what it felt like when I was just stuck in this loop of discomfort and physical dysregulation and just dissatisfaction with life. And then I came to realize that this was actually spirit's way of working through me so that I really could come home to myself and fully step into my purpose and, and um, my authenticity. So yeah, that's a little bit about my journey thus far. <laughs> Beautiful. And there's so like, it makes sense also that we connect because there's a lot of, um, a lot of similarity, a lot of, yeah, like the inner child being sort of, from what I hear you saying, like more potent than any diet or like physical action that you took. Would you agree with that? That that was more important? Yes. Yes. A thousand percent. And, you know, I know you talk a lot about, um, just healthy, wholesome nutrition. And that is a big part of it, you know, of feeling clear and cleansing your body and nourishing your body with um, quality food and quality ingredients. Um, that is a, a big part. But until you do that inner work, like that's really where freedom and liberation resides is, is looking within in those dark places that, you know, we, we often don't want to look the places that we kind of push away. So yes, the inner child healing work is, um, is really where everything shifted. Wow. And so your your physical symptoms of pain and digestional issues are are healed now. Yes. Yes. Total wow. relief. Congratulations. That's amazing. I know that. Thank you. Very, very intimately as well. I had um chronic pain and horrible digestional issues from Lyme disease for most of my twenties. Um oh wow. Yeah, undiagnosed. And, me, you know, you and I, like, we saw Capricorn recognizes Capricorn. Like, we, we saw that in each Oh, other. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like that thing of, like, I will do whatever cleanse is necessary. I will stick to it. And I'd love to hear mm -hmm. a little bit about the things you tried and didn't work. But um, it was the same for me with, like, being on the medical medium, which might be, like, the most hardcore protocol I can imagine. Um, mm -hmm. And so much work, like the celery juice every day and cleaning out the juicer and like cutting out everything, even things like nut butter for a time. Um, yeah. And, but then realizing like what the root of it is and it was, it's very deep and like multidimensional. But once I realized that I was like, oh no, no, like this, like, again, this is like a paradigm shift. This is where the healing comes from is, um, uprooting that and and when you're happy I think I mean I'm just starting to dabble with this but and and maybe I can't even put into words but it's like that when you're happy and you're sort of you're at the vibration of a healed person I think everything digests better and what needs to be released is released and even if it's something that's quote-unquote toxic you know 
Yes, so true. And I love that you spoke into like the medical medium aspect of it and just uh, our Capricorn energy that is like, you know, mm -hmm. we'll face something headstrong, be like, okay, I'll follow it to a T. And that was a big thing um, that I, I'm sure both of us can relate on is like that rigidity that kind of creeps in of like, you know, following things exactly as protocol rather than really like, you know, letting letting support like medical medium because he's an incredible resource letting that be a guide but not like the end-all be-all um you know rigid way of doing things because i think that kind of moves us away from our own inner experience and our own spirit too and, and just our own intuition mm -hmm. exactly and he the one thing that i can say that was a little damaging is he actually talks about intuitive eating like and there's something to be said for this, I think, but he's like, intuitive eating is bullshit. In a way, he's like, listen to me, don't intuitively eat. And, ah. and what he, I mean, it makes sense. And this is true in yoga. And it's true with eating that like, until you do some cleansing work and like, learn where north is, like learn how the right, correct posture is supposed to feel and how, you know, what your body craves from like a nutrient standpoint, instead of like, you know, having a habit of eating sugar and there being viruses and fungi that crave that, like until you kind of do a little bit of the groundwork, you can't really trust it as much, but it sounds like you did a lot, you know, you started with the fitness and um, yeah, I'd love to hear what kind of diets or, or ways of eating you tried to heal through. Oh gosh, what didn't I try is a better question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, when I first got into the fitness industry, I became really obsessed with counting macros and it was all about the sugar-free stuff and low fat and high protein and, um, you know, just like the junk protein bars and, mm -hmm. and just like filler ingredients. Um, and then when I really started learning or when I really started experiencing the gut issues, when it, they uh, progressively got worse, I started learning about ingredients and inflammatory oils and um, gum additives and all that jazz and started like learning how to read a label. And that became really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but some of the diets that I have tried, um, paleo, which I do actually eat close to a paleo uh, diet now, more as a lifestyle. Like I eat a lot of potatoes and fruits and veg. I do eat meat. Um, but I tried, you know, green juices. I tried all different kinds of supplements. And that was the thing with supplements is like, I was like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it's stuck, you know, doing research, Dr. Google, following Instagram people and being like, oh, they said to take this, this pill and um, this vitamin or whatever. And, and that should help with digestion. And it, it just was like one thing after another, like chasing products, um, chasing doctors. And I was like working with Western medicine for a little bit, gastroenterologists. And um, what really kind of turned me off, but also was a huge fuel to my fire is when I had the colonoscopy done, um, they found nothing. And the doctor called me to go over the results. And I remember him saying, he said, there's nothing you can do. You just have to find ways to manage it. And I, I remember feeling so triggered like how dare you tell me it felt like he was 
trying to curse my life. Like you're telling me I have to feel like this for the next 80 years. Like what? No. And I, it really just, it fueled my fire in a, in a good way, I guess, you know, in hindsight, because it, it catapulted me into learning more about like the holistic and natural lifestyle. Um, and I started working with uh, a holistic chiropractor. I started doing acupuncture and I noticed some, uh, some relief, some help, but I still found myself, you know, like desperately seeking for somebody else to solve this problem for me. So, yeah, that's a little bit about just like the the places I dabbled. And, you know, that was over the time span of uh, years until I really came to discover, you know, inner work and inner healing and and like all things divine timing. Mm. Yeah, the divine timing. So for me, like, I feel like I'm, I'm in a better place with it. But I don't know if you feel this way. I, I kind of there was like this bitterness and anger that I felt like, why did this happen in my twenties? Like, why couldn't mm-hmm. I just like drinking? And because like, that is a part of who I am, like dancing and, and being bubbly and all that. And I'm sure you're, you're a Leo son, right? So I'm sure that's yes. part of you. Like, is there any part of you that feels like you're, I mean, I don't know how it influenced you if you were still able to maintain somewhat of normalcy, but yeah how did it how do you feel about that in your 20s in general um yeah that's a good question that's a really good question um there was definitely a lot of comparison that creeps in and I would say that's still to this day one of my biggest shadows that um that I work through is you know when triggering things come up it's like my brain was so wired to compare myself to others, like, especially on a physical level, I, I would look at other girls my age and be like, how come they can eat this way? And they, you know, drink on the weekends and like party and whatnot. And like, they can live a normal life and they're not even thinking twice about their digestion or how it's affecting their skin or how they Mm -hmm. feel like they just seem fine. And, um, so comparison was like a big, big shadow. And, um, you know, now when it shows up, I'm able to alchemize it a little more because, you know, I just see my inner child, um, who, who just is still moving through some things, who's still human. Uh, Mm. but yeah, I, I did feel for a long time that it was like this curse on my life and it felt really unfair, Mm. but, and now in hindsight, you know, hindsight's something special, but I feel like the real, um, the real magic is where, when you can be, in an experience that feels less than ideal and still see that it is working for you in some mm-hmm. capacity mm-hmm. to trust that, to trust that because you've been there and you've seen in hindsight and letting those past experiences of like the turmoil and the tumultuous times be proof that this experience that doesn't feel great is still somehow a part of your journey and is still Mm -hmm. working for you. So yeah, there was a big part of me that, um, again, just felt this sense of unfairness, but now I see, wow, like that my digestive issues that, you know, kind of how I explained at the beginning, the brain fog, the fatigue, the, the mental warfare really is my biggest blessing because you know, it's the reason I do what I do now. It's allowed me to step fully into my purpose. And I've learned like, wow, 
I am here to learn about my emotional body. I am here to give and to teach love and to help others come home to that, that love within themselves. So mm-hmm. although at one point it felt like a curse, um, I know, and I trust now that it really is my biggest blessing, no matter, no matter the age that it started. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. And also, like you said, that like trust muscle, right? Of like seeing times when it seemed like rock bottom and what it led to, because I can see in you, of course, like you're living in purpose. I know you mentioned you're living with your best friend, which seems magical. And, and yeah, and you're like, there's this alignment that you can just sense on people when there's like energy and the sparkle in their eye. And, um, yeah, it's, I think it's encouraging to hear that also for anyone who might be going through, especially a health issue in your twenties, it can be like a, it's a particular set of hell, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, that not everyone relates to and, and just to see what's on the other end, whatever that is, like maybe not everyone is meant to be a coach or healer, but it will lead them to live in another country or to meet their soulmate in some way, you know, it, it, um, I think, especially when you, when you let it be your like shaman, um, there can be like a, a really tremendous up-leveling that happens. Totally. Totally. I love that you mentioned that too, like letting it be your shaman. And I mm-hmm. love that you spoke into that, you know, it, 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 you, to anybody listening, it's not, your purpose isn't only related to work and career. You know, your purpose is related to your soul and your soul's reason for coming to earth to evolve. Mm. And like you said, it could be, you know, traveling the world. It could be a relationship. It could be how you show up in your work as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think when we really can look at, look at our life and look at the major events that have been either big turning points or great struggles um that's really where like the juice of your purpose lives like those are the things that are hinting to you like that's your soul nudging you like hey there's something here you know and when we lean into that with an open mind and an open heart so much magic happens so much magic amen so we went deep we went there I think, <laughs> I knew, like, still on, on the deeper emotional level, but I want to ask you some, like, some lighter questions. Yeah. I know you also, actually, this is how we met is through Lacey Phillips, but I, she asks on her podcast about um, your cosmic profiling. So I'd love to hear your sun, moon, rising, anything else from your, um, from your chart that feels like you really relate to it and it has helped you to understand yourself and your human design as well. And again, anything Ooh. from that. <laughs> I love this. I love this. So I am a Leo sun, a Pisces moon and a Capricorn rising. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely resonate with all of these signs. Um, my Leo sign shows up in just like my courageous, open, warm spirit. 
my Pisces moon really shows up and just my ability to fantasize and get dreamy and just super watery in my um, emotions and my sensitivity and just like my perceptiveness of my surroundings. Um, and then that cap rising, that's how I really show up in like my work life. I'm very driven, like hit the ground running, very grounded. Um, and yeah, so I totally resonate with all three of those. Uh, and then let's see my human design. I am a manifesting generator. So I think that the biggest thing with that is uh, multi-passionate. I like a lot of different things going on, um, like a lot of different projects and hobbies that really light me up. And I really thrive in like a self-paced environment where I can like move as quickly or as slow as I want. Um, so, you know, I found that, you know, solitude is really important for me, but I also like a mix of collaboration in there as well. Mm. Are you a two, four profile? No, I am a six, three. So that is the, um, role model and martyr mm -hmm. also i apologize if you hear my cat in the background okay. i have some vocal some vocal fur babies <laughs> no, i love i actually love background noise like the of course not all background noise but like an animal or like tea on the in the kettle like all those little things i think it helps the audience kind of like we're keeping them company you know we're all hanging out or um yes so you know what I'll label that as, side note, is like your cozy ASMR. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, I love that. That's actually, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to announce it yet, but I am actually working on something related to ASMR. So that's really Ooh. funny. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think for anyone who isn't self-employed, it would be really interesting to hear just what a typical day in the life looks like for you, like what time you wake up. And then, yeah, I'd love to hear as much detail as you can. This is the stuff that I really love. Like you wake up, what's your morning routine? What do you eat? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, as much detail as you feel comfortable sharing. I'd love to hear. Okay. I love this question. Let's see. So a typical day in the life, I usually wake up around seven. Um, you know, if I'm near my my moon phase, then it's usually a little later. I'm needing a little bit more sleep. But one of the first things I do in the morning um, immediately upon waking up is just put my hand on my heart. And I, I like to check in with how I'm feeling and, and what my heart needs that day. And it could be super simple. I love that. What did you, how did you feel this morning when you woke up, if you don't mind? I felt really content and mm. um, I've had some space to myself in my house this week. There's been, there's been some chaos, uh, you know, in the, mm. in the human realm of things of, you know, responsibilities with home ownership. So mm. the last few days have been a little, you know, um, high and low, but this morning I woke up and felt really trusting and really content. So that felt really, really nice. Wow. So yeah, I like to check in with myself, just put my hand on my heart. And um, another thing that I really like to do is uh, I notice when I'm in my follicular phase of my menstrual cycle, 
I uh, will dream a lot. And with the Pisces moon in me, I am naturally a big dreamy, dreamy gal. I like to fantasize, but my dreams are actually a huge um, intuitive tool for me. I discover a lot about myself and sometimes like predictions of things uh, through my dreams. And this has been even as simple as like a supplement that my body is deficient in. Um, But yeah, I like to, if I was super dreamy that night and had like a lot of back-to-back dreams, I will try and just brain dump them real quick into a journal. Um, And I don't like to necessarily like do anything with them right then and there, but just so that I can remember them and go back. And and usually it's like, you know, it could be the same day where I I think of something and start piecing things together, go back and look at the notes. Or sometimes it's like weeks later and I'm like, oh my gosh, that dream that I had. And like, this is all making sense. Uh, So that's really fun. That's really fun Mm -hmm. in the morning time. Um, My morning routine, I really... I like to switch things up. Uh, Part of my human design is like, I don't like to get caught in the same routine day in and day out. I like variance, but I do um, need to ground, you know, every day. And sometimes that's going outside and putting my feet in the grass and earthing and just uh, giving thanks to the sun. I live in, in Florida, so it's warm here most of the year and we have a lot of sunshine which I'm oh so grateful for and um I like to go outside I always like to check in with my fur babies before I you know really before like I leave my room and just lay with them for a moment I love to journal and then I'll usually start my day uh, still a little bit slower and I'll make, you know, a warm beverage. Sometimes it's just warm water. Sometimes it's tea. And then I really like to play with structure and flow. Um, I know I spoke into earlier, like that rigidity that I used to have, especially that showed up in like my work obsession and my exercise obsession. I was so like rigid and like, you know, I need to start doing things at this time and then this. And it was, I was very like overly in my masculine energy. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, I, now that I have the flexibility of uh, working for myself, I can kind of map my day into what feels right. And a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, things that I'm moving through in my own life and also my, the phase of my cycle that I'm in. Um, but something that's really helpful regardless of how I flow with my day is making a list. I'm a huge list person and it's kind of just like a way of brain dumping. So I do like to make a list of like things that I need to, or would like to get done that day. Mm, Love a list and the crossing off part. Oh yeah. So satisfying, especially Mm -hmm. the, that cap energy loves that. huh? What I live for. (laughs) (laughs) love that so So that's yeah go ahead I was just gonna say yeah that's a bit about what my day looks like Mm. and then let's hear what you eat usually breakfast lunch and dinner I'm a big health foodie Mm. um some of my staples let's see I do love a good warm bowl of oatmeal with some nut butter, some cinnamon, some berries mixed in there. Um, A little sweet snack that I love to make is like dates with a nut butter and then um, sprinkling with salt and putting like a little piece of chocolate with it. That's so yummy. 
And then I would say for like lunch and dinner style uh, meals, I love anything Greek and Mediterranean and, you know, give me all the sauerkraut, the olives, the acidity, Mm. the fresh tomatoes. That is like my go-to in most of my meals. I love that. Yeah, it's so vibrant and like happy, colorful food. Totally, totally. In a past life, I'm sure that, you know, Maybe I'm, I lived in, in Greece, perhaps. I, That's at least I, what I'm dreaming of. I even feel that, like, warm Mediterranean personality to you. Like, like the warmth and the bubbliness, I feel like, usually comes from people who are from, like, warmer climates. But I guess Florida is a warm climate. But, like, Italian, Greeks, I'm Jewish. It's like there's this, like, generosity of spirit that usually comes from uh. those cultures. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I love it. I have not traveled much out of the states. I know we talked about uh, that's a that's a priority over these next few years is to travel more abroad, um, especially now that you know the world's settling down a bit. Um, so yeah, I, I feel that that warmth, that warm spirit. I'm very called to. Mm, I love that. Be your person is is somewhere in Greece or Italy. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then what is, do you have like a go-to skincare routine, evening routine? You know, I just got into uh, a skincare routine in the last year. And um, a little backstory, I came off of hormonal birth control in 2020 and it hit me like a brick especially Mm -hmm. because I decided to go all natural and I, you know, it was a big ego death for me, but I, um, I went through, uh, it ended up being a big awakening for me. Um, but I experienced major hormonal adult acne last year and, you know, again, Mm -hmm. this time an incredible skincare routine, how to take care of my skin um, you know, aside from just eating nutritiously. So um, I, I hate to disappoint, but I can't say that I have, you know, like products that I'm obsessed with or, mm-hmm. or my go-tos. I do use a company called Skin Cell in San Francisco. They're a small business and they have been incredible. They have um, a kit and that's really what helped because, you know, I started trying different products again, throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping it's stuck. You know, there's a lot of different, especially like natural and holistic skincare products, which is awesome. Um, But just because they're natural and and plant-based doesn't mean that, you know, they're the best for your skin. And that too, is just kind of like a process of elimination of finding what works, what doesn't work. Um, So yeah, but a big tip that I will give is if anybody out there is struggling with acne, something that helped me so much uh, away from like, you know, all the topicals and like ointments and things was icing my skin when it was um, inflamed. And so I would cleanse my skin Mm -hmm. and then I would take ice and I, you know, don't hold the ice anywhere in particular because it can burn your skin. Um, Mm -hmm. But just like moving it in circular gentle motions around my skin and the inflamed, inflamed areas that was so, so, so helpful. 
Mm, I love that. And it's essential, almost not, of course, not exactly, but essentially free, right? Like, yeah. Cost. We, we pay our water bills and our electricity, but otherwise that is such a great hack. Totally. Especially like if you're traveling and you know, you, even if, even if you don't have like full on acne, but like you get a pimple, it, I still do it to this day. And it also just helps uh, decrease any like puffiness in your face too. So even if you're not experiencing acne, it's super helpful. Mm, I love that. I love that. And so after a full day of yummy food and just following your flow and earthing and your fur babies, um, what would you do like to prepare for bed or your just for the evening? Yeah. Excuse my dog. She sees <laughs> something outside. Yeah, let me put her out. So at night, um, again, I do like to flow, um, but typically my go-tos are to, of course, get my heating pad. I know that you you and I are both heating pad girls, and you mentioned oh, that your heating pad broke before this call. Oh, bizarre, because that was like the first thing we connected on is you spotted my heating pad, which I haven't met anyone else who's like a heating pad user, so it's really funny. Oh my gosh, it's so grounding. Like anytime mm-hmm. I get on a call or like even if I'm about to sit down and read or journal, I'm like, I'll always have my heating pad on me. Best. But yeah, I um I would say like my my main go-tos at night are warm tea or warm water again. Um my heating pad mm-hmm. and either journaling or reading. I really, really love, especially reading. There's just something about how it helps me wind down. But I will say like the books I read at night are much different than the books I read uh, during the day because, mm. you know, my I'm wanting my brain to settle down. I'm not looking for something that's like super analytical or super educational. Sometimes I like to read fiction at night um, or just something a little more lighthearted. Totally. I have rediscovered the, the healing power of fiction. It's so Oh my nice. goodness. Do you have any recommendations? I have so many recommendations, actually. Uh, I have been, it's almost like talk about like the Pisces thing. Like I, my Venus is in Pisces. So I really get that. Oh. And I was scared of just like escaping into books. So it's been interesting. I've been just devouring books, like both like holding a book in my hand and then um, Audible, I have a subscription to. But right now I'm reading a book called The Last Tang Standing. And it's this woman, Lauren Ho, it's like her debut novel. And it's kind of like Crazy Rich Asians, but it's more like the writing is kind of like Bridget Jones Diary. It's like really sharp and self-deprecating and just really cozy, like very rom-com. So I highly mm. say really less. Good. I wrote it down. <laughs> you have to try it. It's, de- it's kind of, it's a big book, but it's nice because it takes you on a journey and it's written in diary format. Oh, I love that. I what love if- that. What was that? No, what are, what are you reading right now? Oh my goodness. So I'm totally one of those people where I have like multiple books going at the same time. (laughs) Um, So some of the books that I'm reading right now, let's see, there's one 
um, that's called There's Nothing Wrong With You. And what I really like about this book, um, it's about, it speaks a lot into, you know, this loop of like self-sabotage and um, Mm -hmm. self-criticism and how it relates to, you know, how we've grown up, what we kind of were conditioned and learned uh, through our society, through parents, through just mentors and things when we were younger. Um, But what I really love about this book is, it's like, it's not, it's not like a book that has consistent words on every page. Like there's blocks and there's spaces. So it really helps you digest it differently in your brain, at least for me. Mm. And then there's like some sketches too in there. So I really love the mix of like pictures and words. Yes. Oh, you would love this book. Um, I actually have all of her books, but I think her name is Sarni or something. There's this book on, it's called Eating Mangoes Naked. Do you know her? No, but I love the title. Yes. Oh, it's all, it, it's like playful childlike self-help with a ton of um, illustrations. Oh, I love that. Playful and childlike. That is that's my jam is anything just like light like that that's actually it's like light but deep Mm, I love that oh and this was so don't want to go over time we are exactly at um the allotted time we agreed upon but if you can just close up our convo for the listeners with just one one favorite thing, one recommendation, it can be in any category, movie, spiritual practice, product, life lesson, anything that you just, yeah, any recommendation that you have. Hmm. Let's see. I will leave your listeners with a phrase that I still carry with me to this day and that really was a big part of my beginning um, journey and just learning uh, more about my emotional body and that phrase is the only way out is through the only way out is through and um, this is just really serves as a beautiful reminder that you don't need nobody needs to fix you. You are not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. Um, And really just like the true magic and freedom that comes is, is when you turn inward and realizing like you have all of the resources that you need already. It's just a matter of looking, looking in the places within. And sometimes that involves, you know, looking in the darker places, going through Um, the darker tunnels, you know, the experiences in your past that, you know, you may still flinch at, you know, like those are the places that need to be looked at that are asking to be looked at so that they can be melted into love and alchemized and fuel more of the, the freedom that you deeply desire. Mm, Mic drop. Amen. And I haven't heard that quote in a while. And just today at like, while I was napping, I remembered it. So of course you're sharing it now it's perfect oh I love that I love that thank you so much Kelsey and and because I want to know more and more about you but I think I think we we heard so much and from the light to the deeper darker um that was perfect
Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed this. I really just enjoy our conversations and everything. So thank you. Me too. Thank you, honey. Bye. Bye.